By staying home, you can not only protect your health and that of those around you, but ensure that our healthcare professionals and our healthcare systems can focus on those who need their help. Hello and welcome to Corona Movie Club, my entertainment world's answer to social isolation. Um, so we have a schedule of movies and we're all going to watch them independently in our own socially isolated homes and then three times a week we're going to get together over the internet and talk about them just like your mom's old book club used to do. Um, except now there's nothing old about it because it's all over the internet and we're all social isolating so that we don't help spread the coronavirus around the universe. Um, so we have people from all over North America who are participating and there's going to be different people on each call from the uh, core group. And so every episode, I'm going to come in and introduce the film that we're going to be watching, as well as the names of the people that are going to be on that week's call or that episode's call, because we're going to be doing this three times a week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Let's go to the movies. It's something to do. Today's movie is another documentary. It came out this year, 2020, and it's called A Secret Love. It's on Netflix, and it's really lovely, definitely worth a watch. Um, the thing I think to understand is that it's not really about what it seems to be about. Sort of, not superficially, but sort of on on the surface, which doesn't sound, I don't know, it's contradictory. Like, the, the, the premise of the documentary is essentially that about these two uh, women who I believe are in their late 80s, early 90s, um, and over the, the, the film takes place over a few years, so they span sort of that time, um, were a secret couple for 60-some years, and they didn't tell a soul, um, and they had to hide their love, and, and that's sort of what it's about. And it, it seems like it's going to be a lot of flashbacks, a lot about that period of their lives of them getting together and then having to hide for various reasons. And they talk a little bit about, you know, all of the raids and things. They lived in Chicago and, and um, you know, some of the discrimination that they faced and their decision to keep things secret. Um, but I actually think that that's not really what the film is about. That's kind of dispensed with within the first half hour or so. Um, and it also kind of comes to light that, like, they didn't hide it from everybody. They hide it, hid it from their um, conservative Canadian, like, from the Prairies family. Like, they're from Alberta. Well, one's from Alberta, one, I believe, is from Saskatchewan. And their their families are quite conservative. And, and they didn't tell them until just three years before the filming began um, and that, you know, that's one aspect of it, but they did have this, these full lives and they had friends and they had a makeshift family at their home in Chicago. And so, um, I just think the film, the, you know, the story, that story is different than, um, how the film sort of initially, pre uh, it presents itself in the marketing materials and things and how Netflix is, Netflix is promoting it. It was from the Ryan Murphy brand, you know him with the sensationalism. Um, but what you actually get in Chris Boland's actual film is a really intimate, really beautiful portrayal of a couple that's actually a lot less special than the um, marketing would have you believe, which, you know, the, these two people... Um, Terry and Pat, although it's sort of odd. Pat's name turns out to not be Pat. It's a whole thing. But anyway, Terry, Terry Donahue and Pat Henschel, um, they have this lovely relationship that is complex and how they relate to each other's families is 
very interesting and very human, but also very relatable. And while they did have this um, really hard backstory and they've had to make a lot of really, really hard decisions and, and they were together at a time when it was really dangerous to for them to choose to be together um, and choose to be themselves, it uh, that's almost not the point of the thing. The point, the point of the, the actual documentary seems to be more about growing old and, and what it is to be in a long, a long, long-term relationship and have a partner and seeing them deteriorate and, and dealing with, um, all of the things that come with that and the challenges and the, the way that families get involved and all that sort of stuff, which is very, it's, it's fascinating. It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. Um, it's a really, really pretty special movie. Um, highly recommend you watch it. It's on Netflix. It's really, really short. It's an hour and 22 minutes, which is always delightful. Um, and they managed to tell a really complex, beautiful human story in that time. So you should definitely check it out. Um, what did you think of the movie? Um, I I really liked it. I there was a lot packed in there. Um, in like I I thought a really good time time frame, <laughs> like an hour and an hour twenty two. Yeah, it was so good. refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt like like we were at like the half hour mark, and I was like. I feel like it's much like an hour has gone by. Like a, a, we've packed a lot in there. Um, I was just sort of interested in what was going on, and and then I just started connecting with them and their family, and throughout the whole documentary, and um, and like the drama with the the daughter trying to get them to move out and like that was so like heartbreaking and (laughs) um and sweet and just like how they're all just like trying to I know they all have their own motives but it's all about love right um and then just just learning about this couple that tried to survive by hiding and uh lying to their family and lying to everybody else and moving um, just so they can um, keep their relationship and their lives alive. <laughs> um, uh, it was very interesting just seeing like the background of uh, like just the history of what they had to do and um, how they had to hide. And, and Yeah. I actually thought that's what the documentary was going to be about. Like, yeah. In the description and the photo, I thought it was going to be more about like their whole, like their lives and their experience hiding their love. But I feel like that was kind of dispensed with in that first half hour. And then it was just kind of about, which, which isn't a bad thing, but it was, it was about just like growing old yeah. as a couple which had nothing really to do with the fact that they'd had to hide their whole lives or the fact that they were gay at all. It was just kind of like a, a nice, quiet, relatable story about getting old and navigating what that means and losing the one you love. And yeah. also navigating like that weird tension between like your significant other and what your family wants. And like, like the, the neat, like, the niece's relationship with the with the wife was so interesting. Yeah. Um, but also like so real, I think. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, like that was what it was about. It wasn't really even about 
a secret love. Like that was the interesting hook of like, why right. am I following yeah. this couple instead of some other couple? Um, but the majority of the documentary was about, sorry, that was my dog sighing. Um, <laughs> that sound was, if it came through on mic. They go again. <laughs> uh she's so bored when i talk about documentaries um, but um i really i really thought the the, the film was going to be what the first half hour of the film was um right. without the league of their own part because that was a nice delightful surprise that i didn't see coming yeah that was that was fun i was like oh i need to see this movie again i, I feel like i've seen some of it a long league time of their ago own? Yeah, I feel like I've seen some of it because I was I was big into baseball and my family was big in baseball. Really? Yeah, my my like four four of my aunts, my mom, my sister, all were on a baseball league. Um, really? Just like you know, just like a recreational thing. Um, but they did it for many years, and I was like the bat boy, and I was I also played baseball myself. There's pictures of me in baseball gear, and you were the bat boy. Yeah, I was. And then I became the Batman and I stopped. <laughs> Batman? <laughs> I feel like we just made some news. <laughs> uh, I have so many questions about your baseball career, but that's... <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, I think I've, I've seen it because of that. Like, I've, I, I remember vaguely seeing Gina Davis playing baseball. It's a great movie. Yeah. They um, are making a a tv show version um soon i think um i think um kelly mccormick is in it the toronto actress slash writer um as well as um abby from um from broad city is in it as well so it would probably be pretty good which one was abby what the of the was her name not Abby? There were two, there were the two main ones. The one who's not Ilana. If you don't know who Abby is, the first time you I hear mean, it, you didn't watch Broad City. I mean, like I oh that's well. I mean, I did watch Broad City, and I really enjoyed Broad City, but I don't remember most of the names actually. Okay, well, there were only two two people in Broad City. And one was the. Oh, the sorry. Video. You know what? That, I thought you were talking about Broad Church, so I did not see Broad City. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Those are two very different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right? I don't know anything. That was, <laughs> that was one of those weird, like it's not possible to have <laughs> seen Broad City and not know who Abby is. I'll just look. Her, I'll look it up quickly as you're making a point. I don't know. No, I'm just saying that oh. the actress is in it. But if she means oh, sorry, nothing right. to you, it's not important at all. Um, but maybe I've seen her in something else. Uh, why not? Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. What really is there is to say about this movie? This is like a really lovely. It's really lovely. It was nice and complicated. Um, I feel like we were maybe. Like the film is maybe a little harder on Pat than it needs to be. Um, yeah. I certainly feel like <laughs> Diane is harder on Pat than she needs to be. 
Um, because I think that Pat does love Diane and you can see that very plainly in the scene when Diane comes to visit and Pat opens the door. Um, Pat, who weirdly, her name is not Pat. So I don't, did you catch that in the wedding scene where her name is like Emily Marie? And I was like, how, why do you go by Patricia? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, they, I thought she was really quite nice to Diane and Diane was like, she's never really loved me. She just fakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was weird because you were seeing her in a moment too. Like she was, she was just in a mindset, Diane, that she was like being betrayed by Pat in some way in, in that scene, in that scene, I'm calling it, it's like a real life. Um, but, uh, just like, so she was just in a certain mindset and she couldn't get past that in that, in that moment but I'm sure she would have like a few moments later, like, well, yeah, I don't know. She was, she was really, like she, I understood why Diane was upset Yeah, and Pat was being really stubborn and like not helpful. Um, but it was <laughs> early on in the documentary, Diane does this whole bit about how, um, Pat never really loved her and she's just pretending and it always felt fake from her. Oh, she's yeah. like she's just nice to me because Terry likes me, and so she should be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that... then you actually watch the documentary, and you're like, no, I'm pretty sure you actually like <laughs> mean a lot to this person because her family's not really a part of her life, and like you're her family, yeah, and yeah. like I think she's actually yeah. trying really hard, but maybe <laughs> you should just be nicer to her, and that would solve it. <laughs> Um, yeah, or like bring it up in a nicer way or just like, I, like, I heard you talking about this. Can you, can we talk about this instead of like getting mad? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, and I understand like the moment, like the big conflict moment where Diane had just like fucking had enough. Yeah. Like I understand also like the like emotional outburst element where she just started crying and there was nothing she could do about it. And she was like, it's just, it's just, ah. Cause it's, it's also more than that, right? It's just like, they're they're, her mother's deteriorating they're getting older death is upon us like that's also like the other elephant in the room during all of these discussions um and also the the big like you there's also the dynamic of which you mentioned earlier just how she, she moved away from her family i mean for a reason but um but that can be seen as you took her away from me. Like you took my mom away from me from the time that I had that sort of thing. Um, so there's, there's sort of that sort of baggage happening. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's the other sister who's like, I mean, we're totally cool with gay people. Like gay people are fine. It's just that we're like really bad that she didn't tell us. And also she's living in sin. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I was like, Oh God, here we go. Like, I don't know anyone who, and she, was a, and she was the Canadian, like the very Canadian one. I don't know. Yeah. Or they all were, but they were all Canadian. But like the yeah. the, I, I did think it was funny. I I, I, don't, I think there's like a pretty small section of people who believe that living in sin is a thing, like that if you're married and living together, that you're sinners. But also are not homophobic. Like I feel well, like it's really I think small. It's, I think it's uh, having sex. Uh, before marriage that she was talking about yeah that's what I mean like or yeah. like, just like living together before you're like if you're not married in a romantic oh, setting at all that, yeah. like all of that is considered living in sin yeah um 
but like <laughs> there's just like I feel like that it's more of like a square rectangle thing where like there are people who believe that who are also against gay marriage right but there are very few people who are like pro gay marriage but <laughs> insist that they uh get married before having sex I think that's a just yeah. not a I think she was lying basically I think she um <laughs> Because she's not on film cool or with something. it and was trying oh. to seem cool with it on camera. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to, she has an image to protect as well <laughs> on, on camera, on a documentary. Her Christian image, whatever it is. Oh, God. Um, yes. And she, and she was the one that was, um, she didn't attend the wedding. She had, she was remote. Yeah. She was on Skype. She's also the one who sang the love song on, oh, that her, was, on her guitar. But, but, that's, but that's what sort of sparked them to be like, we're going to do it. We're going to get married. I mean... I kind of suspect, to be honest, that the getting married thing was like the producers really wanted them to. Right, I mean... Like, I think that Terry, if the camera hadn't been there and the frame of we're making a documentary hadn't existed, Terry was pretty on the record about like, why... Like we've been together like 68 years. We're in our 90s. Who cares? That sounds like a hullabaloo. Yeah. But yeah. then like the documentary, I think, wanted structure. And so they yeah. highly encouraged her to consider it. And when they did the the song, she was like, okay, fine. It's fine. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we're going to, we'll do it now. And then it was weird because then they skipped like a year ahead in time. And I'm like, wait, did we miss the marriage? Did mm. we miss the wedding? Like, I wanted to sort of see that. Um, and then, but eventually they went there, so. Yeah. Um, I just thought, I thought we missed the wedding and I was disappointed. Uh, no, we got it. Yeah. It was just in there. And, and like, Pat, Pat had, like, three men die on her <laughs> in her <laughs> life. Yeah. Like, that was so ridiculous. Well, Pat's whole life, Pat, like, she had something like five brothers and only one of them didn't die. Her parents, oh. her, her mom died. Then her father and her stepmother died in a train accident. Yeah. <laughs> and then she had three different, like, fiancés die. <laughs> like, poor Pat. And then Diane's just like, you never <laughs> yeah. really loved me. And I'm like, okay, Pat is obviously this way because of what happened to her. <laughs> <laughs> Just like she has just like so much trauma and also Diane. <laughs> just like reminding her all the time of her failing. Oh. Of her one failings and two that her wife is dying. Oh my God. <laughs> These are Diane's great contributions to Pat's life. <laughs> oh man. Um, what do you think of like how the documentary was made filmically? Um, I, I thought the family tree was a little confusing. Like just getting everybody in line of like who's who's the mother of who what was going on with like who was the father I thought all of that I was like which which husband are you talking about which I was just confused about which of the two women was being talked about at certain times and and their history it also took me 45 minutes to be able to tell them apart (laughs) I well yeah I guess I guess it depends like on the old footage in particular, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, though, I, and, and then, like, Pat's name kept coming up, so that's 
so I, I, I knew who Pat was and that, and then, you know, you can just. Yeah. I am a firm believer that every time someone speaks on a documentary, no matter how many times we've spoken with them, with them before, they need to tell me again who they are. Yeah. Because I think too many documentaries assume that I remember and they only give me the Chiron the first time they speak. And I'm like, no, no, no. I need name and title every time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also just like to see them talk too, because then just to connect the voice with the person. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I think, I mean, and I think structurally it was really good. I think the pacing was good. Yeah. Um, I did like that it was kind of not what it was supposed to be about, which I enjoyed. Like they told that story, but then they moved on to something a lot more universal that was really interesting to me. Yeah, um, I was I was really into that because like my like my mom's getting older too, and it's just a thing that everyone's gonna deal with mm-hmm. in their lives. I mean, if you are still connected with your family. Um, and want and, and want to be connected with their family, I guess. It's more of the whether yeah, they like you weird, or not. <laughs> it's like it's it's a, a really sad best case scenario, really. Yes. Because yeah. it means one, you're still connected to your family, and two, they survived that long. And so like it's this weird, like it's a really sad reality, but it's also like the best possible reality, yeah. which is just such a weird I- irony thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, everyone says you lived a long, healthy life, no, no regrets. But then at the end, it's like, you kind of suffer a little bit. There's some, you go through troubles and like, uh, forgot what she was going through with her shaking. Um, and, uh, and then Pat also was bedridden for a little bit, it looked like there. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. That right. was that was such an, a moment of like, if this was a fictional, like if someone wrote this movie, Pat would out, Pat would die before Terry. Yeah, I, I felt that too. I was like, oh my god, is she gonna go before? Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like when once they're down, they're they're out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and they they didn't explain why Pat was sick though, which yeah. I thought was strange. Yeah, I mean, she mentioned something early, or Diane mentioned something earlier about her back during that disagreement so that was like maybe it's her back but yeah they didn't say anything yeah which i thought was odd yeah um yeah i mean and 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 she did say she couldn't eat so there's something else going on there and yeah she looked sick like she looked like not like um not hurt but sick yeah and so i don't know i would have enjoyed not enjoyed but i would have found helpful yeah some information about what's going on. But, uh, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else to say? I feel like we, this is the shortest episode of history, but like, <laughs> it's a lovely movie. Everyone should watch it. It's yeah. readily short, which I love in a movie. Yeah, and it has a very interesting historical connection to other and a movie and <laughs> a movie that's about to be a series which is important yeah. information for you because you should all watch a league of their own <laughs> because it's a great movie that will make a very good tv show yeah and i guess i was unclear about like is her in particular one of the characters they like, I was think she mentioned if, or i think that if she was they would have made a bigger deal of it but right. also she totally reminded me of rosie's character so eh. okay um 
because Rosie O'Donnell is in that movie. Um, yeah, she, I don't remember it that well. That's sort of good casting, too, because, like, based off her old photos. And maybe that's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't actually remember yeah. the movie well enough to, <laughs> like, tell you for sure what Rosie's character was like. But yeah. she looked like a young Rosie O'Donnell, so I was like, oh, maybe it was Rosie O'Donnell's character. But we also don't know what she was like when she was younger, too. Like, we just know her now. Yeah. The real, the real yeah. Yeah, so, like, I don't think that they based a, a specific character but she was in the league. Yeah. Um, because I think that if it was specifically like Rosie O'Donnell was based <laughs> on me, they would have said so, I assume. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to IMDb the character names in League of Their Own just in case. Yeah. Because then, cause then you might even have like Rosie O'Donnell on this on this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or something. They, yeah. they clearly had the rights to the movie, so they did at least show you, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, her name was Doris. <laughs> Yeah, there was no Terry. So, no, if it is based on a specific team, it was not based on their specific team. Okay. Um, but it's a good movie and you should go rewatch it. But, I like, that was such a fun little, like, these aren't just random ladies with a tragic love story and, like, a sad, like, slow burn, like, rest of their story. Also, yeah. side note, fascinating weird little backstory thing about baseball. Yeah. And and like and also like they had sort of their own private life from their family. Like when the Diane was going through their photo albums and being like, I don't know who these people are. I love that. Happy I found and, that so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because like that's so true, and that also informs like the weirdness between Diane and Terry is that Diane is she is clearly somebody who thinks that because Terry is so important to her that she's definitely equally important to Terry. And like, I know that Terry obviously loves her and like, I'm sure she was very important to her, but I think Diane sort of thinks, and we do this to older people too, right? Where we think like, Oh, I'm all shit, all they have. (laughs) I'm the center of her life. And like the fact that she had this whole life, like, I don't know about you, but like my family and my life, are quite separate, even though I'm like, my family's around a lot and I definitely like, I'm not a stranger or anything, but like, they don't know my people. They don't know my day to day. They, you know, if they were to like look at a yeah. photo album, they'd be like, who is that? When did you go to what? Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm similar, but they, they do sometimes come to shows. So that's, they do get some of my, what I do. They understand what I do. That's good. They yeah. know what I do. Yeah. But my dad finds my writing style ob- or, uh, opaque. So, wow. See, my parents wouldn't even know how to judge a writing style. <laughs> no, but all I mean by that is that he can't <laughs> understand it when he reads it, even oh, though it's okay. in English. So he like, <laughs> doesn't, yeah. Um, and I don't know what, my, my mom reads a little bit more. I don't think they're going to listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, like I just, I do, I thought that was a very interesting, very human moment of like Diane almost kind of like realizing that she's not the center of Terry's universe. Yeah. And like, cause that was always a, always an issue with Pat too, is this idea of like, Diane wanted to be the center of Terry's universe and Pat was the center of Terry's universe and she always yeah. resented her for that. And like, <laughs> you know, I, I also think though, like, but when you see her with all these people you, and this life you don't know about, but she looks happy, I think you, there's still like, 
but it but it seems that she was happy that so you sort of have that conclusion though like it seems like she was happy in these moments and yeah even though I wasn't a part of it my favorite thing in the whole documentary was um they were sort of like recapping Terry's life with her and and she's like you broke a lot of rules didn't you and Terry's like yeah that's why I'm happy yeah <laughs> and I was like oh, oh <laughs> I love that oh <laughs> and all the letters that Pat had mm. I would I wanted a little bit more detail about how they met and like how they Started. Yeah, because especially yeah. at that time although this is a thing I hear from specifically gay women all the time of the like that dance of like are you maybe <laughs> is it maybe yeah. so like I would have especially at that time when like they were both very deliberate deliberately closeted and also probably like were each other's first loves so even if they weren't closeting themselves for their safety they also probably still were having to go through that like wait am I attracted to this person (laughs) like reckoning within their own brains so like I would have really liked more of that because we kind of skipped it it was like we met at an ice rink and then we moved (laughs) in and lied for four years and I was was like like, whoa we missed something in there yeah it was like my my three husbands died and then I met her (laughs) yeah And then, like, there was, like, they they said the thing about writing the letter, but it was just, like, I did need more, I wanted more clarification on the beginning of yeah, the relationship, yeah, yeah. because I do think that's really interesting, um, especially that, like, tension of, you know, once you're settled into something long-term, you can sort of, like, undercut it and be like, oh, this is my, like, person I live my life alongside of. Yeah. And, but like when it's new and really, really romantic and really, really exciting, the, that like tempering it down and keeping it under wraps is so much more tension filled. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. We didn't get any of that. Yeah. We, we sort of had that, like they had, they went to a hotel room and without any luggage. Like, so they talked about that and said that was kind of risky for them to do. Oh, I missed that. Oh yeah. It was very quick. Was that during the sandstorm? There was something about a sandstorm. Yeah. It was around that time. It was around that time. Yeah, because then, like, right after the sandstorm, like, there's a little bit where they said they went into a, a hotel, but they didn't take any luggage, and everyone knew that, who they were in the town. So it's quite possible someone could have figured something out. But they, they got have. lucky. They but said I'm also got lucky very aware that, like, risky. I could go to a hotel room with any number of my female friends, and no one would be, like, think of anything for a second. Yes, but I, but, like, in a small town where you know, they, they're kind of looking for that. Like Like, they're looking for that, right? Yeah. Like, why are you in a hotel? Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. Why don't you have any luggage? (laughs) But like, you're not from out of town. So why are you in a hotel? Yeah. 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 Um, Though I hear some people do that here. They, they get a hotel room and they um, have like a vacation in Toronto. Um, that's one of those funny things that I, that like, I understand the appeal theoretically, (laughs) but from a money point of view, the hotel room is the expensive part of traveling. So like, you're just doing the expensive part and not doing the like fun part, which is going somewhere new. So it it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So that's why I cat sit. Oh. Because then I get away from my place in some way and I feel like I'm somewhere else. 
do you professionally cats it like on the like the website thing no i don't i'm not on a website just friend friends of friends oh and i just offered gabby cat sitting for for when she goes to your place (laughs) for when she comes and dog sits for me you can like do a chain (laughs) like a home exchange yeah yeah. Uh, and she can come live here and you can go live there and we'll just (laughs) rotate um okay yeah anyway (laughs) um now that we've talked about uh, cat sitting um do we have anything else to say about this movie um, no, it was very lovely. Uh, there's some tearjerker moments. Uh, oh yeah, I for sure cried multiple uh, times. Like that, like just that scene, that dinner table scene, whatever. Uh, I think was just very, very real. It's very real. A lot going on. Um, and then somewhere near the end, I remember another tearjerking moment. But I don't know. I, it wasn't the wedding. It was something else. But oh, I definitely cried when Terry talked about her father, and saying he wanted. Like, he would rather her live how she lives than be married to a man who would mistreat her. Yeah. And the when she started to cry, remembering that, I was like, oh, <laughs> he was happy with your own happiness, not even though it didn't fit into <laughs> his traditional model of what happiness looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, and then he said, like, I'm going to adopt you. Yes. Like, I'm oh, adopt and you. Like, that was Yeah. yeah. That was huge. When Pat talked about Terry's parents. Yeah. Was also, yeah, the other one where, yeah, I cried like uh, three or four times maybe. <laughs> In an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, the sun has set while I was sitting. Yeah, you are lights on. a dark abyss right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to get up and turn on those lights. Uh, so... Other than everyone should go watch this movie, A Secret Love. It's on Netflix. And it's an original, like a Netflix original. So it's not going to randomly disappear like all of the other things <laughs> we've tried to podcast about in the last few weeks. Yeah. So everyone go watch this movie. I think it came out this year. And uh, that's it for now. Yeah. I will uh, talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.